Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. Uh, our Sunday morning service begins at 9 a.m. and on Wednesday, Bible class at 7 p.m. You know, I was sitting down and I was working on some things and uh, for the church and for the, the, the work of the ministry. And didn't realize how much time had went by already. I've been up since about 4 a.m. Pacific time. And so I solicit your prayers um, as we go forth in the word of God. You know, I was waiting for my, uh, my technology to start working too, but it seems to have a mind of its own. Maybe because I was up at 4, it decided to go to sleep on its own. <laughs> But certainly we thank and praise God for his goodness and his grace. I want you to know for sure uh, that we believe the Bible is the word of God. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind about that. The Bible is the word of God. And my prayer is that you also um, believe and trust in his word as well, in spite of. You know, there was one man in, in the scripture that said, the, the Lord said, only believe. And he, and he said, Lord, I believe. And then he said, help my unbelief. And so we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And so, again, I want to thank you for joining online service of Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us, to grow with us, and be blessed with us. At this time, we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer, and let's think about his goodness. Maybe you had a bad hair day. It's still a good day. Even on your worst day, you're still a threat to the enemy. So I want you to know that. Stand assured in that, that even on when it's a bad hair day, you are still a threat. And so with that being said, Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your mercy today. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing us to have an opportunity to seek you while you can be found, to feel for you, to call upon your name, to, to, to get closer to you, to hear your word, to understand your word, and most often to live by your word. Lord, we thank you for your kindness. You revealed yourself to us, Lord God, in different ways. And now we've come to the realization of, of who you are. You're sovereign. You're the true and living God. There is no other God beside you. There are many gods, but there is none that is sovereign. There's no one greater than you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for being our savior for giving us a name for salvation for this season in which we live. Lord God, we thank you and honor you in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray and ask if there's any among us that are sick, any among us, Lord God, that are not feeling well in their body. Maybe it's emotional, mental, or physical, but Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless them. Lord, someone may be feeling in despair. Lord Jesus, for whatever reason it is that is uh, that is on their mind, that is troubling them. I pray for their peace and I pray that you will bless them to keep their mind stayed on you for your word says, if we keep our minds stayed on you, you'll keep us in perfect peace. 
Lord, and I, I pray and ask that you would bless us to digest that, Lord God, and to embrace it in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, I want to thank you. And we're, we're in the book of Genesis. Thank God for each of you that are joining in uh, near and far. You know, um, tomorrow is November 23rd. So many are celebrating um, what has been handed down through history as being a time of thanksgiving. Um, and we should be thankful, you know, uh, every day. Um, and so because the history that they handed down to us is not truth. It's not 100 percent true. And so we're not going to get all into that. But but when we talk about our soul salvation and we talk about history and we talk about God and, you know, you want to know the truth about things and, and understanding the truth is going to um, is going to cause fairy tales to uh, to be dissolved. It's going to call untruth in history to be dissolved. Now, I hope that you had and take have taken the opportunity to understand your history. Whatever, wherever you was born, wherever you're born, whatever is your background, brown, yellow, red, black, purple, blue, uh, no melanin in the skin, European, you know, wherever you are, that you understand your history and the truth about it. Because certainly there is a lot of stuff made up in the history um, for the sake of not being embarrassed. A lot, many lies that, you know, uh, let's let's just deal briefly for that history moment of truth. Uh, You know, um, you look at some individuals and they have uh, the color of their eyes tell you that they are a mixed race. The color of their skin tell you they're mixed, but when you go back into history, um, there are certain people that are left out of the the family tree or were not included in the family tree because they didn't want you to know, you know, and certainly we see a lot of that here and, um, you know, and I don't need to go any further. You know what I'm saying? So many are preparing for the ritual of a holiday tomorrow. And it's nothing wrong with, you know, having a family gathering or anything like that. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, when we talk about truth, the truth is that we are a great people. And that has tried to be suppressed in a number of ways. History is great. History shows your greatness. It shows the sacrifices that have been made and certainly Do not allow sacrifices to go unrewarded. You are the reward of the sacrifice. Someone sacrificed so that you can be where you are today. And you might look at your situation and say, well, I'm not better off than. Yes, you are. You are. (laughs) You are way better off than many of our people. our our forefathers and great great grandparents and and I I know you know that but listen and so um we're gonna go on into the word of God and ask you to pray for me as I am praying uh, also and praying for you that the Lord will bless you that something is said that is going to be of great benefit moving forward 
Some things that I say uh, may be knowledge that you already have. Other things might be something new that you've heard. And so one thing about the word of God is inexhaustible. No one, no one on the face of the earth, except Christ himself, who said uh, Solomon was wise and there was nobody wiser than Solomon, but a wiser than Solomon is here. And that was Jesus Christ. So the rest of us, eh, we are, we're uh, dealing with kibbles of bits and put it that way. Uh, it's nothing wrong with kibbles of bits. All right. And so, and for those that, that, you know, I heard someone make a statement about a minister. I read it, actually read some of it for myself. And I, I was so disgusted. I didn't read all of it, uh, where he made a statement and said that Christ uh, was 80, 85% of his ministry was incorrect. I don't know where that came from, but that's not here at Cornerstone of Grace. If you're going to be saved, you, you're going you're gonna to have to really get down with God. You got to really get with it. Get with the program. That's what used to be a song. Get with the program. All right. And so I I hope you're receiving as much as I am in these studies. Now, we're in the book of Genesis, touching what is referred to as the law of particularization. I'm excited about the Lord, and, and I hope you are, too. My heart is full uh, with a lot. And, and so, matter of fact, I feel very, I, I got a lot of energy hit the gym today and then you know got to take care of this body um as i told uh, told family members that this i like this body i have yeah i, I like it you know I, I can't trade it in and so i like it <laughs> i can't do nothing else with it i can't upgrade it not right on my own not today but i like this body and so i'm doing my best to take care of it and, and i hope that you are too um now, we're in the book of Genesis, touching what is referred to as the law of particularization. That means moving from the general things, you know, the granular things. Now, I like dealing with the granular things because the granular things are the things that you build up on. But we're, we're moving from the, those general things to uh, of the particulars. You know, we're dealing with the universe, earth, man and spirit. You're not going to deal with the universe without dealing with man and, and the earth and the, the spirit. Uh, and so we're touching the creation, the principal person who is the cosmological, the cause of all things, and the teleological, the designing mind behind everything. And, and again, by no means have we exhausted the word of God. We're only scratching the surface. And so here we are in the book of Genesis. We have traveled from the, the first chapter of Genesis. And if you note that, and in, in, in that we're on the 23rd, but we, I refer often back to the history of where we are today in Genesis and what transpired before, because there's nowhere you're going to go forward without reviewing the history. Now we can jump into other scriptures and to the, into, into the new Testament and other things, but, and which are um, the, the, the old Testament is a shadow of what is occurring in the new Testament. And so you're not going to, uh, get into the New Testament and then say, well, the Old Testament is not necessary. No, that's not true. The messages they preached and how they taught was from the Old Testament. Christ went back through, the, could look in the scripture and read about himself uh, throughout the scriptures, as well as others that was looking. Remember, they were looking for the Messiah to come. They were looking for him. And where would they get that information from? They would get it from the Old Testament, you know, what we call the Old Testament. Listen, 
So in the 23rd chapter of Genesis, beginning at the fifth verse, it says Sarah was a hundred and seven and 20 years old. Now, when she left um, her and Abram, when they left home, she was 65, he was 75. So there's a 10 year span there. Uh, and so, um, and so these were the years of the life of Sarah. So Sarah lived a, a good, a good age. And the Bible said that Sarah died. Uh, and so the same is now where she died at, they're now in Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abraham said to, uh, came to Mount of, uh, to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham stood up from before his dead and spank until the sons of Heath saying, I'm a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place for with you that I may bury my dead out of the out of my sight I need to bury her uh, out of my sight and the children of Eve answered Abraham saying unto him hear us my lord thou art a mighty prince among us so they had a high reference for him in the choice of our sepulchres bury thy dead none of us shall withhold from thee this sepulchre but that thou mayest bury thy dead. Now, there's a song that we used to sing. I, I've heard it sung, and maybe you've heard it too. But um, uh, words in the song said that life is swilled with filled with swift transitions, and, and so it is during these times that we have uncertain thoughts. When transition occurs, we have certain thoughts. Uh, we experience anger. Yes, yes, you, you could believe in in God and, and you could anger. The Bible tells us, be angry and sin not. So, so you're not going to get angry and then act crazy with it. You know, I, I was dealing with some issues over the phone and I was very frustrated. I wasn't at the point of, of being angry, but I was very frustrated. Uh, but even in that, you, you don't you don't sin. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to experience those emotions. Emotions, our emotions are challenged. A zillion questions. And um, with instant replay, um, it becomes an all-time high when we're dealing with things, when we're dealing with transitions of, uh, at different levels. You know, we, we think about it and we rethink it and we think about it some more and we go to bed thinking about it and we do our best to try to stop thinking about it. But then we continue to think about it. And, you know, that thought pattern goes on and on and on. And, and we, we certainly need relief because that's where anxiety comes in, headaches come in. And, you know, and, and after a while we find that we're eating, uh, we're doing things, you know, to, to try to self-sedate ourselves. Uh, because of the transition that has occurred. And, and so uh, the thought and the experience is that, that from this is that it, there is a time to let it go. Now, those words are easily said. And now we don't use that as a crutch to hold on to things. And then, well, you know, it's not, it's not easy to let it go. And we're doing it on, we're saying that on purpose because we have no intention on letting it go. 
But for those of us that have the intention and and we're praying and seeking God and we're we're following, we it's time to let some things go. Now, this thought or the experience is familiar worldwide to everyone. Uh, every well, no matter what language you speak, somewhere along the line or somewhere um, uh, on your path, on your journey, you're going to be told you're going to have to let that go. And it may not be used in those exact words, but it's going to be told to you. It's mostly associated because of pain and grief or because we're making a bad decision. Uh-huh. Sometimes we make a bad decision and we're being told, let it go. Stop. Stop right there. You know, parents tell you, you know, that that individual is no good for you. That that girl, she leave her alone, man. She, she ain't after nothing, you know, and, and it goes on. It goes on. And so it's also associated with relief. So it's not just a grievous thing when we let um, we let something go, we become sad. You know, that that might be in some situation. There are other situations that we we feel a a sigh of relief. Oh, we let it go. We finally we've been carrying it for so long that we didn't even we we got used to carrying that burden. And then when it when we let it go and it's lifted, we feel like we could stand up. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. And so it's associated with relief. It's associated with joy, peace and tranquility. So there's some things that you might want to let go as we're talking about tonight. There's some things you you that may have already crossed your mind that you need to let go of. Now, the Bible tells us this in Ecclesiastics. Now, Ecclesiastes is, is one of the books from Solomon. Uh, who, as I mentioned earlier, was considered the wisest man until Christ came, a wiser uh, then came onto the scene. Ecclesiastes, the third chapter says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Now understand this, because even in this moment, as I read this, I never thought about um, what I'm thinking about in this moment. So some things that we experience, we say, hey, that was bad. We, I didn't like it because we experienced it. But the scripture tells us that uh, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born. And we're going to come back to that first verse. The second verse said a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant. A time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. Time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Do, do any of you guys take your girl? Listen, anyway, um, holding hands on the beach, all that, you know, there's a time for those things, but um, to enjoy one another. Listen, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing it, man. You can't lay there and embrace all day and you got to go to work because she's not going to want you with no money in your pocket. Listen, I'm going to go on and read the six verse, a time to get and a time to lose. And ladies, the same thing for you. I had this conversation earlier with someone and they said that they had met a young lady and when they left going to work, she was sitting there. When they came back home, she was still sitting there 
And he was like, yeah, I didn't invite you to live here and to do that. And so he told her that, that she had a deadline. And so listen, and so embracing that plays out after a while. A time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep it, a time to cast away, a time to rent, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. And we need to we need to know how to <laughs> excuse me. We need to know how to adjust ourselves for all of this. Because we talk at the wrong time. Then we're not listening, you know, along with the rest of everything that's been mentioned. You know, you're not going to plant seeds in the wintertime, you know, and expect a harvest. You know, there's a time to plant. And so a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Now, <laughs> and so as we look at this, as we as we think about the fact that there is transitions you know, that is always occurring around us. There's always something happening, whether it is happening in our home to us or happening to someone else, something is happening. Transitions are occurring everywhere. Now, the passage we read is, is, a, is a view of everyday life. That's, that's what it is. It's a view of everyday life. Now, I recall the conversation of of, of someone talking about getting a goldfish. They said it's important to get a goldfish for your child. Um, you know, we, we had fish aquarium and stuff like that growing up. And, but, you know, they were talking about the fact that, um, that goldfish, besides being little cute things, little cute creatures, you know, you can't cuddle with them or anything like that, but, you know, little cute creatures that they don't live long. And the fact that they don't live long exposes children and adults alike, young adults, young at heart, uh, to the to the fact that life is temporary. Life is a temporary assignment, and so situations um, we experience, such as employment, and many other ex experiences, are temporal. And sometimes we don't think about that. We don't think about that. You know, even if the Lord blessed and gave it to you, the Lord gave me. I walked, uh, someone called me and said, God has a job for you. Um, he wants you to take this job and that job lasted me 10 years. And no matter how anyone came against me on that job, it still worked in my favor for 10 years, for 10 years. The best, and God gave that, but it had an expiration date too. The best advice, antidote for everyone, every woman, every boy and girl is to hold to God's unchanging hand. Now you can, you can Google that song, uh, hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand, hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. And, and so we need to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Now here lies a serious problem. I'm saying that we need to hold on to God's unchanging hand, uh, but everyone is not acquainted with God. Believing in God doesn't mean that you're acquainted with him. And we watch athletes on TV. We watch them play, you know, whether it's soccer, whether it's football, American football, European football, whether it's tennis, whatever. So we know we know them by name. We know hurt by name. Uh, 
uh, we, you know, um, you see someone wearing a number one jersey, you know, or we know Russell Wilson or, you know, different. Uh, those are just names, but I'm not acquainted with any of them. And neither are you unless you you are, you know, that I'm not talking about you. But if you are not acquainted with it, and so many are not acquainted with God to get that comfort. Now, those that are acquainted with God deals with deal with grief and deal with with a pain and suffering and deal with relief and joy and tranquility as well. And so we're told to hold to God's hand. And then we're asked as ministers, uh, as people, believers uh, uh, about tragic situations and different things. And I'm sorry, we don't have an answer for everything. Not the answer that you're looking for. See, when people ask some questions, they're looking for an answer. And sometimes you give them an answer. I pointed out to, uh, to people about how the shootings, the police shootings were occurring in Los Angeles. And I said, now, if you watch, a couple of days from now, you're going to have some police shootings occurring over here on the East Coast. And sure enough, and I, I told them because they asked, they said, what's happening? And I said, those are spirits. Those spirits move from place to place. And there they and so you saw for a moment there, all we heard on the news repeatedly was the killing, the shooting of unarmed men in the video, watching the video of it and stuff like that, where people were being shot in the back and just being shot up. Those are spirits. Those are spirits. They, they travel. And, and so and, and after giving them the answer and pointing out the demonic activity that they were watching uh, live uh, where demons are using people uh, to, to kill others. They still ask why, because it's not an answer, you know, that they were one, they were ready to accept. Two is that. Um, those that uh, many of them that that was killing believed in God too. It didn't say that they love God because they, they because the Bible plainly says uh, that if you love me, you keep my commandments. And one of those one of those uh, commandments is to love your brother as you love yourself. And so that right there would put a stop to hatred and killing. People don't want to hear those answers, and they certainly don't want to buy to them. We don't have answers for every scenario. No one does, and because people want to, uh, they want to reject uh, the fact that this happens. Your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, whomever, friend, that they transition out of time into eternity, and you weren't ready for them to go. It's funny, but as I stood by my dad's bedside. Um, and I was there the entire week as he laid ill and um, and he held on to life until his wife left the house. And then he started his transition and I picked up the phone and they were just up the street going to the store and they returned and we stood by as he took his last breaths. But they wanted, there was a point where I had to talk to the family because they were holding on to him and he's suffering, he's in pain. And who's going to take care of that loved one? We all, you know, will raise our hand and say, I will, but it's a very difficult task. Or if you put them in a home, 
uh, to be taken care of. And there's certain, we don't know about the certainties of how well they'll be taken care of. Um, and you make the promise of going to see them often. Yeah, I had to pause with that because so many make that promise and then they don't go. And so now you have despair and sorrow and depression uh, and because that family member is now there and had an expectation uh, within and hopes within themselves and it didn't manifest. And, and so there are times that we have to let things go. We have to let it go. Now, I know this is a this is a weighty subject to deal with um, in some areas. But listen, listen, listen. It's not the end of the story. Even with answers, comprehension can be difficult to embrace and digest. Now, babies don't understand what they're dealing with. They just know that they may be feeling some pain and discomfort. But then we pick them up and we comfort them and we bounce them around and we try to figure out what's wrong with them. We make a fuss over them and they're absorbing all of that kind of stuff. And, and eventually we're able to settle them down and, you know, well, God wants to do the same thing with us. We don't always have to understand what's going on with us, but we can be comforted and we can allow him to do the comforting. And he may send someone else to do the comforting, but it's still him at work. And, and so we need to be mindful of these things uh, and we have to know when to let it go, when to let some things go. And that thing that you let go doesn't necessarily have to be a physical death, but it is some form of change. There's a form of change. Now, Job is believed to have been a contemporary of Abraham. Uh, Job is believed to have existed during that time of, of Abraham and, and Lot and, you know, and all the, and the family members and stuff like that. That's what history has presented, I don't have more information to narrow that down for you. If, if you do, if you do, that's great. You can share it with me uh, through the chat, through comments, or, or you know, I would appreciate it. But at this point, uh, it's believed Job was a contemporary of Abraham, uh, even though we don't read about Job um, uh, talking to Abraham or anything like that. Now, Job made this statement in the 14th chapter in the first verse. It said, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. And Job had a comfortable life. Uh, but we know Job because of the discomfort that he experienced. We know Job because of the attacks uh, that came upon him from those that was close to him. And, and so you need to understand that if others have experienced that, you may experience it too. Now, there's a difference when you experience something and you're the cause of it. Yes, sometimes we're the cause of things and we want to say that we're being attacked. No, but we provoked it. Job did nothing to provoke this attack except live. he lived right. A day came in Job's life that he said, you know, I'm going to live right. I'm not going to compromise I'm not going to compromise my, my lifestyle. I'm not going to compromise my relationship. Holiness is a lifestyle. It's something that we live. It's not something we talk about. We live. We live it. And so Job decided he was going to live his relationship with God. And God bragged about him. Have you considered my servant Job? Uh, he hates evil. 
And, and can God say that about you tonight? Can he say that to, about you this morning or the afternoon or whatever time frame that you are in? Uh, can, he, can he say that about you? That, that you despise uh, wickedness, being that unjust, that you that you handle those situations differently, that you're not easy, that you don't allow anyone to provoke to provoke or force you to do something wrong. That's the mindset Job had. Job said I that I that he even made a, a vow to his own eyes. Job said, I'm married, and I'm paraphrasing it. Job said, I'm married, so I'm not gonna be checking out no other ladies. Cause I'm married. My boo is at home, and I'm going home to see her. I'm, I'm thinking about her. Uh, and he probably was thinking about his kids and the reputation, because once you start messing up your reputation among your family members, your immediate family, your kids and stuff, you know, that, that's pretty painful. It's pretty painful. To, and you don't easily recover from some things like they do in the movies. They recover and everything goes on all nice and it's better as it was before. Well, you're, you think about it. You're not them. You're not them. And that was a movie. So listen, the Bible said Sarah was 107 and 20 years old. And these were the years of the life of Sarah. Now, from the time they left home, 60, 60, what, 62 years to pass. And she has been, she has seen some things that, um, that we would consider unbelievable. Uh, she has experienced shame and doubt. She has, and, and she knew it. She's, she's even, we would even look at it and say, Ooh, you, you sinned, you, you know? Um, but she overcame those sins. She overcame the, the shame and the doubt. Uh, her desire was for a child to be born for a husband. And so she saw that happen and her husband was happy and they, they both got to laugh at it. You know, they laughed about it in their old age. I mean, you would laugh about it too. You and your old age and, you know, and, 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 and nothing is happening. You're up in age. And I mean, that was a miracle in itself. You know, the Bible said that it talks about how she had reached uh, the, the flower, uh, the fact that she could not have children again. You know, um, she wasn't thinking about breastfeeding, you know, um, there was no blue pill or yellow pill for uh, Abraham to take. And, and so here she is now. She, uh, she, The years have been turned back. And so everything that has dried up is now, uh, what do you call it? Um, where you have water, you know, stuff that's instant. You have water to it and now you can drink it. And, you know, God did his own thing with them. And so they can look back and laugh at what transpired in their life. You know, and so her meeting the Lord, check, you know, he came to the house and she cooked cake for them, you know, and, and I like that because I like cake. And, and you know, I thought about the fact that how long the Lord was there. He must have came uh, in the morning time because Abraham went out to greet them, invited them to come in, the Lord and the two angels, the servants that was going on uh, to where Lot and his family was at. He invited them to stay. And he went out to his servant and he said he got a tender lamb or a tender calf and and they cooked the calf. You know, they had which meant they had to um, prepare it. They had to get it ready. Then they had to cook it. How long does that take to barbecue? 
you know, and, and all of that. So that meant they spent a lot of time there with him. And so um, she understand now uh, before her passing, how the Lord works. She became a willing participant in the will of the Lord. And that was the birth of, of, uh, of, of Isaac. Now, Sarah died. And when Sarah died, Abraham mourned for his wife. Uh, he weeped for her. He cried. This was devastating. They had been through some things. And they, they, they've been together all this time. And so it was very devastating to lose the one he loved. You know, um, but he did have some, uh, some comfort there. If he looked back over the, the memories and, you know, and even looking back over the memories, you're going to cry about that too because, because of what it does to you to think about what transpired. You know, if you've ever lost a loved one, maybe you lost a loved one uh, for different reasons. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, through death. It could have been through a divorce. It could have been through um, uh, something else that was painful, you know, but you felt the pains. And then there are days that you think about the memory of those things, uh, the good times. And then that makes you sad because those memories are now uh, it's time to bury those things. You can hold on to them for a good testimony uh, from time to time. But other than that, you, you have to it's a time to let it go. So Abraham stood up from beside his dead. Sarah's now dead. And he asked the sons of Heath, can, uh, can he have some time? He need to, uh, to, to he's, he's thinking about the fact that he has to let her go. He has to get past some things. When we don't get past those things, it stagnates us. It does not allow us to move forward. And so he's trying to move forward with his life because he knows this is normal. This is natural. And the day was going to come and now it is here and he has to move on with the rest of his life. How about you? Today is here. It is November 22nd, 2023. What do you need to let go of so you can move forward in your life? Now, Abraham said, I'm a stranger and a sojourner with you. He's talking to the sons of Heath. Give me a possession and a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. See, not only am I buried, but I won't be able to look back and see, um, physically see them, see the situation that I have dealt with or that I'm dealing with. And so we're going to find ourselves sometime in a strange place going to find ourselves in unfamiliar territory. As he said, I'm, I'm a stranger and a sojourner with you. And, you know, and it's during our pilgrimage that we need help. We are pilgrims passing through right now and we need help. And, and, and so help comes from various uh, uh, sources, but those sources come from God. The Bible says in, in James, every good gift comes from above. So if it's good, it, it came from God. If it's bad, it did not come from God. Okay. Abraham needed help so he could place his past in the right place. Sometimes we need to talk it out. Sometimes we need to work it out. Sometimes we need to sing it out. Sometimes we need to take a vacation, 
get away from everything and then come back. But we just need some quiet and we don't need everyone uh, in our face and in our ear. And so uh, we need to properly ca uh, categorize and place things where they need to be. In this instance, uh, his past needed to be buried. And so there are some things tonight that need to be buried. Whatever you're holding on to, maybe you, you're beating yourself up over something that occurred uh, in your past. It, you, it's time to bury that. You can't keep beating yourself up over it. You know that it, it, it happened. You know not to ever do it again. And so it comes a time when we have to stop hitting ourselves, stop kicking ourselves, stop sticking ourselves with pins and, you know, stop stop thinking about it. We have to move on, you know. And so uh, he's trying to he's moving on. Now, the children of he answered Abraham, saying unto him, hear us, my Lord. Thou art a mighty prince among us and the choice of our sepulchers bury your dead. Look, you look around, whatever you select, you can use it. Saints and friends, look around. There are some things that God is going to make available for you to utilize so that you can bury those things that need to be buried. Look around you. Look around you. Keep your ears and your eyes open. It's time to put some things away. It's time to let them go. He said, none of us shall withhold from thee this sepulcher, but thou hast, that thou mayest bury thy dead. Now, what you need to bury this evening, a provision is going to be made for it. And you can trust God for that. Now, some don't know, and others do, and I, I'm going to give this testimony as we come to an end. You know, I was laid off from work. You, you've heard me testify and talk about how um, I needed a job. I was in between work, um, working some temporary assignments, and a gentleman that I'd never met before. To this day, I've never met him. <laughs> He called me about a, a opportunity. I told him that I, I was not, I, it was not my job. Um, the interest of it, you know, and the skill set they were looking for was not. And he called me back every other day. And he said, and I had many questions about what he was calling me about. And he um, finally, he said, God wants you to have this job. And that's when I agreed and went to the interview. That was in 20. 13. And I started that job on September 1st um, after that Labor Day here. And I was hired on the spot and I was given a blank check. What do you want us to pay you? That was whatever I asked for. I gave them a reasonable amount and that grew. And so I worked that job and I did not miss service to be at work. I was at work at work, meaning that when I left that job and I knew church started at a certain time, I was at church sometime two hours ahead of time because I went straight there from the office and I would just sit there and read, study, relax, and just wait for service time to begin. And, and so um, I stayed there on that until, until. And, and so there are things that occur in our lives 
There are things that have an impact, uh, mental, emotional, required processing. And so what I was, the knowledge that I have, uh, abundance of knowledge on the job, skill training, running an entire department, uh, taking care of 230 plus staff members at that time, uh, hired help that I needed. I had the knowledge and uh, that I obtained over years. It, it made me uh, superior. I was the face of what you call the IT department. And so um, I became the go-to person to fix the system programming and uh, issues and recipient of many uh, rewards because of that. Then a change occurred. Upper management um, decided that my position, the company that purchased our company decided my position um, was no longer going to be needed. And they gave it to someone with no skill set at all. Now, you can understand how that would make me feel. And I, I'm telling you this so that you can see, I want you to see what God does. That's the whole purpose of this. I, I'm, not, I'm nothing. God gave me that job. And so uh, I'm nothing. As we read in Ecclesiastes, uh, that, that there's a, a time to plant and a time to, to pluck up, you know, a, a time to live, a time to die, you know, and that time came. And so there was a time in, in this season. And prior to this, I had a dream about me testifying to the, the manager about how God gave me that job. I knew that something was about to happen because of the dream. Went to work, they handed me a blue envelope. Now, change occurred because of upper management. Uh, you know, um, the Bible tells us how Daniel was in a situation and a new king, a new pharaoh came in who didn't know Daniel and him. And so my position was given to someone that had no skill, not the skill set that I have. They could manage, but they're, they have no programming skill, no technological skill, and they would tell you they don't have it. And so I had to process this. You can imagine me processing this saying, man, well, how are you going to take a position that, that requires so much skill? They divided the position into five different departments. And so processing all of this. The day came, I had to let it go. I had to let go of the processing. Ten years to the date, I had to stop. And I had to realize that it's time to let that go. I can't dwell on it. I can't talk about it with people that I knew there, anything like that. Because what is the purpose? What is the purpose of it? And so it had to let go. I had to let go of it so it didn't impact my progress. But here's what I want you to see. Um, out of the loss, out of the pain, the anguish, it gave birth to something. And so weeks of submitting applications and applying for jobs and waiting for approvals to come back and, and different things, something was birthed out of that. And so when I post this, this pod, when I post this broadcast this evening, um, there'll be a link there to what was birthed out of this. Uh, on the very first book that I wrote called um, uh, uh, A Lion and Bob's Wire, on the back of that book, for those that, that purchased it or, or looked at it uh, and through Amazon, is a name called Anchor Above. The name Anchor Above is on the back of that book and was published in 2022. And I kept telling myself even prior to that, that I'm going to use this name for something. 
Well, today that name has been licensed. It has been, it's being used. Um, and since being laid off from work, it kept crying out to me. And so, and it's crying out, I had to satisfy a need. And I had to use that to bury some things. I used it to dig a hole and I used it to, uh, to place the past inside of it. And then I used it to cover it. And now it is buried. The past is buried and the dirt is beginning to grow new life to cover it all through what is called anchor above. Now, if you go to anchor above dot store, you'll see what God birthed out of me being laid off from work. I never imagined anything like this before, not on this level. I've never, uh, everything that's done there is made by me personally, uh, with the exception of sewing, but anchor above dot store is what came about after being laid off from work after six weeks of working and sitting down thinking about what to do at the end of those six weeks, here we are. And so at the, when you let things go, it opens the avenue. Sometimes we, we find ourselves in a situation because God wants to want to use us. Uh, he wants to bless us. And so when we are, when we find ourselves in situations like this, uh, uh, Deacon put in uh, anchor above dot store. Uh, God birth things. Someone, uh, we use that phrase and well, I don't use, I don't like cliches, so I don't use cliches a lot, but others have used it to say, you know, when God, uh, when one door closes, God opens another one. And I know that to be true for myself, even though I don't say that often to everyone because it doesn't always apply to everyone. It applies to particular situations. And, and so there is a, um, God gave birth to this and, um, and is growing it. And this is used for the a testimony. Uh, everything present is the talent that God has given this little man that's talking right now. And using my talent to, to help um, to achieve certain things, as well as to uh, support the ministry. And, and so want you to know this and understand this, because uh, when we let go of our past, we open the door and opportunity for many other things. When we let go we open the door. Now, most of the time when I'm teaching and preaching and exhorting, when no matter where I am, I can be, I'm invited to go places and speak. I go to anniversary services and different things in the fellowships that we have. I speak from experience. I speak from life experience and things that I have dealt with um, based upon the scripture that we are talking about in many instances. And so I just want you to understand that as we come to an end, I just wanted to get a testimony and uh, to encourage someone, whatever you're dealing with, there's a talent, there's something God has given you, uh, sit down and work with it. You don't know where it's going to take you because I certainly was not thinking about uh, creating a licensed brand 
and and it being accepted in the stores or anything like that until it came to pass. And then it flowed so quickly. It's so, so um, greatly that God, you know, um, it has buried things that was hurting because I really was impacted by what what transpired. And just like I was impacted, I know you're impacted by different things. And so um, you could take what I'm saying and know that God can give birth um, to whatever it is that your heart desire or whatever dream or vision that he gives you that God is able to bring it to pass. But in order for that to happen, we're going to have to do what? We're going to have to let some things go. Can't walk around talking about it, dwelling on it. We got to let it go. We have to let it go. Listen, with that being said, um, thank God for each of you that have tuned in. I, I solicit your prayers and your support as we go forth in ministry. Now, let me let me put this out there too. Um, next, this the holiday season is is here, and after a while, we're going to be um, we're focusing on our 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 Pentecost service that's coming up. And and I'm telling you, if you have not. Uh, made plans to be there. Maybe you have to fly in, drive in, wherever you're coming from, but you're going to want to be there. It's going to be uh, on CLG TV, CLG.TV, and that's going to be through our stream through our website. But there will be a, a um, because of the streaming, there will be a, a small fee, you know, but a small fee is just like when we used to go and watch uh, the fights everybody would gather up and, and watch the fights for $5 that because it was paid $5 to watch it. But we want you to participate and I'm going to keep talking about it. Cause I'm excited about what God is, is doing and what he's going to do, you know, in spite of now understand something here and I can talk all I'm talking about God here uh, in spite of what you are putting your best effort to do, understand that in your efforts, that you're going to deal with some things as you move forward. You're going to deal with different things. You're going to deal with people and dealing with people. You deal with issues, dealing with people who you're going to deal with some stuff. And so understand that, understand that, know that in your head already, but it doesn't mean that what you're doing is not going to bring forth. And so just, just remember that. All right. God bless you. Can, can you pray for me at this time? Like I said, I'm excited, so I will continue to talk. But no, I'm going. What I am going to do is I'm going to I'm going to have some cookies and milk after this after this broadcast. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do, and I'm real about that. Yes, I'm. Yes, and so uh, thank you. God bless you. And let's continue to hold each other up in prayer. Let's not be selfish with our prayers. Let's pray for one another. And, and, you know, and whatever it is that's not right in your life, Lord, forgive us. Lord, help us to overcome it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we we bless your name, Lord, for your kindness and your grace. We thank you for your mercy, Lord God, and ask that you would continue to watch over and keep us. Lord God, and I ask that you would bless each one that have taken their time to, to tune in to this broadcast, to hear your word on this Wednesday night. Lord God, they, they stopped what they were doing to, to listen in, Lord God. They, and I ask that you would bless them, Lord, 
uh, keep their mind in peace. Lord God, help them to embrace and understand all that has been said, Lord Jesus. And not only that, but how to apply it in their lives, Lord God, Lord Jesus. And ask if there's any questions, Lord God, let them not forget the questions, Lord, and, and to, um, to present them so that they can be answered. Lord God, and we just thank you right now for your kindness and your love. We thank you, Lord God, for how you have blessed us, Lord Jesus, said, and and not and how you're going to continue to bless us as we seek you and we seek your face. And we, Lord God, as we walk in your word, in Jesus' name, Amen. Now listen, if you have any questions, uh, please visit our website, connectingtruth.org. Connectingtruth.org. Deacon, can you put that in there, please? connectingtruth.org and um, ask your questions and I will address those questions on the air because the same question that you may have, others may have. And, and so we certainly want to, you know, address those things that I don't have all the answers, but I don't mind uh, listen, looking and searching out for the answers that um, that is needed. And certainly we all can pray about it, that the Lord will bless us to have an answer. And, you know, and until he give us an answer that we just be still and wait for him to give us what is needed on what to do and how to do it. Now, most of the answers that we're looking for are in his word. So take some time and listen, if you if you new to seeking the Lord, I, I want to encourage you to get into the get into the New Testament. Start with, I love the book of, of Luke myself. Um, I'm currently in the book of, of Mark, you know, and so uh, join me in the book of Mark. And you may have questions that, that come up and, you know, those dealing with the synoptic gospels there. Uh, and, and so uh, do that, please. And that will, um, and be blessed. Be blessed. Lord, say the same. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday at 9 a.m. Uh, we'll be at, at uh, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, where we'll be having service, going forth, praising the name of the Lord and lifting Jesus higher, lifting him above everything. God bless you.